Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Joining us on the hotline right now to talk about all that stuff. He covers like everything. NBA, soccer, college basketball. He's on the Big Ten Network, Sporting News. Mike DeCourcy joins us on the show. Find him on Twitter at TSN Mike. Michael, thanks for joining us, my friend. Good morning, Ken. How are you? I'm doing very well. First off, how do you how do you juggle the sports that you cover? Because it's like, okay, this guy's a basketball writer, and then you're like, oh no, I also I, I talk about soccer, and I and I pay attention to the beautiful game, and not a lot of guys do that. Like, I don't expect Jay Glazer to cover NASCAR out of nowhere. Yeah, that's a well. The, well if you if you cover the NFL, you can you can concentrate on that uh, all the time. But uh, obviously, college basketball's audience is not as uh, as as encompassing as college or as as the NFL is that's that's a significant difference it, there I, you know there are some really well paid basketball analysts i don't think any of them are making tony romo money let's put it that way <laughs> mike decorso joining or mike decorsi joining us uh, on the show right now it's been a couple of years since i had you I asked you about Jim Beheim, and it was one of my favorite things we ever had with Jim Beheim. But you wrote something here, because I'm thinking about Syracuse right now, and you wrote something here about, you know, the last 10 games, the last part of the season, you, you really can't give that any weight in tournament selection. And I think that's something that a lot of fans automatically do. They start watching more at this time. They start trying to learn the names at this time so they can win their office stuff. And then all of a sudden they're going, well, why isn't this team... Why isn't this team ranked higher? Then they get upset about some of the rankings there. It, take us through that, Mike, about how you got to pay attention to the entire year if we're talking about the tournament selection. You know, I, first of all, it's something that would seem uh, obvious to any sport. Uh, a game, a baseball game in April, doesn't get discounted because uh, it happened six months before the playoffs began. It, it's just pure logic. In the NFL, if you go four and zero in September, they don't say, "Yeah, but that was just September." The playoffs are now, so we're not going to let you in. It's silly. It always was silly. So I, about 18, 15 years ago, I don't remember exactly when I first started writing about it. I'm going to say around 2003, 2004, something like that. I started to look. Does it really matter how you finish games uh, or how you finish the season in terms of whether or not you're going to succeed in the NCAA tournament? And you have to look, first of all, at the number of teams that win the automatic bids in the major conferences and how Regularly, they don't go on to win the the NCAA tournament. It, it's you know, it's not like that's a regular thing or it happens all the time. It, a lot of times, it's they're won by teams that don't get the automatic bid that go in with with the with the at large bid. And so I looked and I looked and I looked and I kept, kept turning out that it really doesn't matter how you finish. They, you know, a team like uh, a team like Kentucky in in 2015 was 10 and 0, 10 and 0, 10 and 0. You know, they, they were never not oh, you know. I mean, so. 
it's that that team, of course, is going to do well in all segments of the season. But the ones that started strong, finished poorly, often did well in the tournament. And so it, it came to to I came to realize that it was it was just this thing that everybody thought that didn't have anything behind it. And I wrote about it and wrote about it. And I'm not taking credit for Mike Slive ultimately saying, uh, as as the chair of the NCAA Men's Basketball Committee, we've got to stop this because it's dumb. Uh, I'm not taking credit for it, but the, it did happen after I started calling for it. So <laughs> you can do the math on that. Uh, but I, now people still think that it's out there. And they still think that, that it's part of the process. And, 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 and those who don't think that, think it should be. And again, I, I think it's, I, as I, I wrote at the time, it's like choosing teams based on your uniform color. If it doesn't have any impact on the way you perform in the tournament, then why should it be a part of whether you're selected or not? All right, one little thing here, one little counterpoint, because you make several great ones. But then i got to ask you about college football, because so many times we go, well, you know, that was week two, and they're such a different team than what they were then. Does that even, is that even on the same stratosphere of any of this? Sometimes they are, and sometimes they're not. You can't be sure, but that's why you play a full season and, and find out. Most of the times, the teams that win it or make the Final Four are great in all segments of the season and maybe have a little stumble here or there. But most of the ones that do really well, but I, there, there have been tons of Sweet 16 teams that went 5-5 five and five in their final 10 games, or I, sometimes even 4-6. and six. It, 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 You just never know how it's going to go. Sometimes they finish, they, they, they finish really strong and then they peter out. Sometimes they finish that they're stumbling in because their conference has them figured out, but nobody else does. That's the other thing that makes it logical is when you go into the tournament, you're playing teams from everywhere but your conference. And the, your conference teams, your opponents, know you best. They know what you can't do. They know what you do well and try to take it away. But it's harder for teams that are seeing you for the first time. So sometimes, I'll tell you this, it, it sure as heck isn't going to hurt the Big Ten to get away from each other. Because they have been pounding on each other for four months now, three months, and it's been really hard on all of them, even the ones that are at the top of the standings. Yeah, I watch you in that studio on that studio show, and I, I, I've heard you say the same thing there about you know you got some teams that I, I don't know how great they be, like before. Like again, I'm in Ohio, right? And I host a daily show with a guy who graduated from Ohio State, and it is it is bipolar. Week to week, day to day, about what they think of Ohio State basketball, and all of a sudden they've been on a run. You've had a couple of other teams that have kind of faltered here and there. So, Mike, I think I totally agree with you. Like, I, I don't know if, especially if I'm, I'm tuning in now, I cannot say without a shadow of a doubt, this team is this team. This team's going to be incredible. That team's garbage. They shouldn't be in. So, it's it's a weird type of sport that you cover where people drop in at this time of year and then they'll they'll pull out after April. It's it's a very weird thing, Mike. Yeah, I, I wish that they would all follow it from November on. But at the same time, I'm not unwelcoming uh, to anyone that wants to jump on board now. It, it's whatever you know, True. whatever works for you. Uh, it certainly it has been good for college basketball uh, to have March become the spectacle that it has. When I was a kid, it, basically the only games that anybody watched were the Final Four because they didn't show a lot of the others, and and it wasn't on five, six nights a week, seven nights a week. It, it, it's so much different now. And I, I do believe that the, the passion followings that exist in college basketball for Duke or Carolina or Kentucky or Kansas or Michigan State or Indiana or, who, or wherever, Arizona, those passionate followings are really invested in their teams. And I think that's underrated by the national media too much. I, 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 they, it, it's become very convenient for national 
uh, talk people, uh, to debate people and all that, uh, to just focus on the NFL and the NBA and, and like whenever the Astros get caught, you know, I mean, it's it, it, rather than, you know, because college basketball is such a vast palette, it's really hard to get into for, for a lot of the people who do those jobs. And so you, you know, the fact that there is a vast audience for college basketball, but it's pocketed here and there for, for various, you know, various con, uh, con, con, uh, constituencies, it, 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 you know, it doesn't get quite the national talk that it should. Mike DeCourcy with us. Follow him on Twitter at TSN. Mike, who are your who are your last four in right now? My last four right now. Uh, Cincinnati certainly. Stanford is another. Uh, Texas is in that group, and I have Rutgers as well. And all four of those have very problematic resumes. Rutgers has a lot of great wins, but almost nothing done on the road. They have one road win to this point, and they didn't play a lot of neutral games, so they don't have a lot there either. Uh, so they have a chance against Purdue today on Big Ten Network, uh, and it, and that's a very tough place to win. But if you get it done, that's huge for them. If you don't, it's huge for Purdue because it would put them, I believe, three games over 500 with a lot of quality wins and actually put them within within perhaps grip of of maybe getting a bid. Who are your first four out? I I have Utah State in that group, NC State. Uh, I, I have uh, I. I Trying to remember now who else was on that list, uh, uh, but that 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 group of teams is you know they're not far away. I mean, there are people out there who have teams in that I have out, and I have you know. So it, we, I think we the, those who do the brackets are all pretty close to agreed at this point on those first eleven lines. There's you know there might be some variance on where, but I think teams like UCLA and Providence that have made late runs, but it's not that they've made late runs. It's what they've accomplished during those late runs. I mean, each of them has gained massive amounts of high-quality wins to get into the picture. Those teams are pretty solidly in, but it seems like Richmond and, and NC State that are really fighting to try to get into that picture. Dayton, San Diego State, Seton Hall, Creighton's always a good story. Which one's the best out of those ones that are there, right there within the top ten? You know, I, it's interesting. I, I, Dayton right now has it figured out, but how does that apply to higher-level opposition? Uh, they haven't played a lot of great teams in the Atlantic 10. Uh, it, it's, you know, there's some solid teams, but not a lot of really good ones. They've dominated that league, so they really have a rhythm now. But I do wonder when they, when they get uh, sort of culture-shocked a little bit by uh, somebody that's faced great teams, maybe in the second round against a really good seven or ten seed uh how how does that go then can they keep the same rhythm i, I i'm not sure uh, we'll see how that goes you know i i really like seton hall but i don't like the fact that uh miles powell has not been making shots lately and if he's not making shots uh they they are beatable uh, it was it was a very interesting game that they played against villanova at home on senior night when Villanova's great three-point shooting basically chased Romaro Gill off the floor. Romaro Gill's one of the best defensive players in the country, and Seton Hall couldn't play with him in the game uh, because Villanova's three-point shooting and, and his, you know, his struggle maybe a little bit to guard that kind of player on the perimeter, 6'8", can drive it, can shoot it, uh, really made a difference. Uh, so uh, I, they, they have a similar but not identical challenge today against Creighton if they win it. They get the league. If they don't, uh, that changes the, the nature of uh, what happens in the, in the Big East. I think that there's a possibility of a three-way tie if, if, uh, 
if uh, Seton Hall doesn't win at Creighton. And, hey, winning at Creighton is hard to do. I got about 60 seconds. If I put Gonzaga down next week, am I a dummy? No, no. I, I, you know, their defense has to continue to improve. But you know, what you're betting on is Killian Tilly playing at least five healthy games because they don't win the championship if he's not out there minimum 20 minutes a game. And he's really struggled to stay healthy throughout his career, including this year. And, you know, I hope he does. For whatever, you know, whether they win, lose, or whatever, I hope he plays however many games they play in the tournament. I hope he's on his feet and, and active for all of them because, he's a, he's a, you know, he's a great player, a uh, fine young man, and deserves the opportunity to have a full NCAA tournament. But uh, team-wise, they have the best offense in college basketball. There's no question about that. Uh, and the defense, they have enough bodies when Killian's healthy to be at least effective enough on defense. Michael DeCourcy, follow him on Twitter, at TSN Mike. You're one of the best. I mean that sincerely, buddy. All the best to you and yours. Thanks, Ken. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.